2: What is going on, everybody? It is week seventeen and New Year's Eve. We've got week seventeen football ahead of us. Uh, Dennis and Matter here with me today on this beautiful Thursday. We're going to preview the entire week seventeen on the and uh, the NFL slate. Hopefully, hopefully that we we get through all these games. There's a lot of stuff going on in Cleveland right now that makes me a little bit worried. Yeah, uh, but obviously, hopefully, we get through all this. Is we're going to get ready for the NFL playoffs, and we will get you guys ready for your Week Seventeen matchup. If you are unlucky enough to have one, if I'm being honest, Matt, Dennis, how you guys are doing today?
3: You know, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I mean, how many games have we played without Denzel Ward this season already?
2: No, so. it's not. It's not Ward. I'm I'm worried about, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, and, and and Mason Rudolph is going to be quarterback in the the Steelers don't
1: so. don't bring that up. That that doesn't bring Matt comfort. I already tried that on, on nope. Tuesday.
3: <laughs> Zero comfort whatsoever. You expecting a Mason Rudolph Rudolph breakout game, are you? You
2: know, we lost to Duck Hodges last year. Mason Rudolph in mm-hmm. much worse than him. So yeah, I'm just saying it's yeah I, you know not gonna get my hopes up too high. Not when you're missing now oh, yeah. your two of your best linebackers, uh, pretty much your entire secondary outside of Denzel Ward at the moment. You know, great. Hey, yeah, we're getting our getting our wide receivers back. That's wonderful, possibly. But, you know, who else might go down? We just lost our tight end now. Our second – sorry, our second string tight end. Who knows? Next we'll probably lose our entire uh, starting offensive line of Baker. You know? I well, like
1: that, Harrison there. Bryant went out. Isn't he your third string tight end,
2: technically? Uh, he's been playing more than Njoku, so I'd say he's the second string. Yeah.
3: And then but we get Teller back and who's that Teller and Worfs back this year, so or this like week. That, at least a, as
2: of right now. Yeah.
1: It's a new year coming tonight, so it's time to look ahead with optimism.
2: Yeah. You know we're brown. How does that saying how does that saying go New year, same me or some crap like Because it's not new year new me, so uh you know, new hey, year with
1: a uh, with a cut, although I was really sad when they took uh, all the stuff off the side. It looked like there was a lot of gray forming in there. Uh, as we turn to the new year, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit a landmark uh, birthday that starts with a four. So I guess the gray is going to start coming in. Don't no don't man. let
2: all this uh, color here fool you. I color my hair all the time. This is all gray. I just you know I'm this this game and the brown stress me out a lot. <laughs> so do the so do the Buckeyes.
3: You just got to embrace it go you know i'm i'm getting old i uh, i'm looking at all of the stereotypes of old people i'll fart in public no problem
1: right. hey look i think when we retweeted the live show off the show handle i promised laughs and look it's already <laughs> happening yeah, there we go
2: all right, so, I mean, again, we're we're going to just talk about every single game uh, going on here in Week 17. I don't believe uh, – I'm assuming neither one of you guys actually have a championship game today, right? I mean, we all don't play no. Week 17 championships.
1: No, apparently I'm in two leagues that uh, are still playing in Week 17 because I saw the scores are still up there, but I'm not in the title in either. Yeah, I'm snobbish cool.
2: that way. Yeah, so we'll, we'll discuss it some, obviously, we'll, we'll bring some fantasy take to but really just going to be talking about the games and kind of giving our, our breakdowns here, of what we expect is going to happen in week 17. So it's kicking it off with the four and 11 Falcons at the 10 and five Buccaneers, Ito Smith and Julio Jones questionable. Uh, I believe Julio Jones is le- is looks like he's leaning toward not playing again. So you've got that going for him for Tampa Bayside for net questionable, but Rojo is possibly back. Uh, what do you guys just feel about this game? Falcons uh, played Tampa Bay close last time. Do you think that they can upset them again? Or not upset I'm sorry, they didn't win last time.
1: Can well, they can't They could probably pull the uh, standard Falcons and build a lead only to give it back in the most right. possible way. I,
3: I, I feel like the Falcons are going to play okay. They'll score some points. They've got a good offense. Their defo- defense is pretty mediocre, and they're going up against Tom Brady and all of those weapons. It's a situation to where – so even if Fournette's questionable and Rojo doesn't make it back, which I-, I suspect he'll be back. But, I mean, they they showed no qualms last week about feeding Keyshawn Vaughn the ball. so. Yeah, you know, much to the
1: I, dismay of everyone that drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, hoping for a viable fantasy starter this year,
3: or, or those those that were hoping for a big game from Leonard Fournette.
1: Yeah. See, my question is, you know, the last two weeks we've seen two teams that we thought were going to come in and roll over Atlanta, uh, play them tough and and struggle. You know, first it was Tampa Bay in their first meeting. Tampa Bay was coming off of an incredible you know, defensive performance against the Vikings where they basically were able to smother Thielen and Jefferson. I thought that they were going to crush Atlanta, and Atlanta actually took the lead. They had to fight their way back. Tampa Bay didn't look good. Atlanta did the same thing to the Chiefs for a lot of last week's games. So either they're getting better or teams weren't taking Atlanta seriously. You would think Tampa Bay, having had that experience, Two weeks ago, and knowing if they win, they have a great shot of being the fifth seed in the NFC and getting to play the NFC East uh, winner is probably going to want to come out and play hard. I expect it to be a little bit more like what we saw in Detroit than what we saw in the first matchup with Atlanta.
3: Yeah, the only thing that that gets me is that you know I I've been big on the Ryan struggles without Julio. Well, these last couple games without Julio, Ryan has seemed to be just fine. Ridley has stepped up and. Russell Gage has stepped up and, and uh, uh, you know, they, they haven't missed him quite like they had in the past. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a, a, hope, a hope a good game. I don't know how much Tampa Bay really has to play for either. I know Arians said that they're going to come out there and do everything they can to win that game, but they can't move. I mean, I don't even think they can fall out of the five seed. They're pretty much locked. In I, think if, the five seed. I
1: think if the Rams win and they lose, the Rams could vault them again. Because they're ten and five, Rams are nine and six. Yeah, but to me, there's a there's a pretty sizable difference between playing New Orleans or Seattle in the first round and getting either Washington, Dallas, or the Giants.
2: Yeah, you'd want to play the uh, the NFC East team, obviously, unless it's Washington yeah. who's who's going to beat them. I'm just kidding. No, I'm sorry. Unless you're going to play the Cowboys, too. Everybody down here tells me that they'll beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they play them. So uh don't
1: don't you being the being the position on the cowboys you are want to see the cowboys get into the playoffs And a week of everyone overconfidently saying they're going to slam tom brady only to lose 95 to 3 in the wildcard playoffs
2: nope and i'll tell you why because the browns aren't going to make the playoffs and then i have to hear it from everybody down here that the browns finished the year 10 and 6 and couldn't make the playoffs, and the Cowboys finished whatever because they suck and made the playoffs, and and it doesn't matter because if you're in, you're in. doesn't matter if you get knocked out in the first round you're still in the playoffs. So, no, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Washington, take care of your business, please. For my sanity, take care of your business. Um, I haven't actually done any of my picks yet. Uh, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, though, to win this game. What about you guys?
3: Tampa for me. I'm taking Brady.
2: The 10-5 Miami Dolphins at the 12-3 and three Buffalo Bills. Uh, Parker is questionable. Fitz Magic is on COVID, so he will not be able to play. This is a must-win for the Dolphins. So if two is struggling, they cannot go to their closer. What are your guys' thoughts on Miami here? in a tough matchup against a very good Buffalo Bills defense, which I think is still probably going to play out the game uh, because they are not guaranteed the two-seed. Uh, Pittsburgh can still beat uh, the Cleveland Browns.
3: You, you don't have any faith in Jake Rudock coming in there and being the closer?
2: No, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Don't even know who that is. A oh, former Michigan quarterback. I think he I started at Iowa. I don't know who
3: that is started at Iowa and finished at Michigan, I believe. Uh you know, I don't have. I I feel like with uh, Miami, they're just not. They're getting there. They're not quite there. Uh, and Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, Singletarian Moss in the backfield. They're, Buffalo is playing really, really well. And unless for some reason Buffalo just, you know, 2019, 50% pass completion, Josh Allen sh- shows up and starts throwing interceptions, uh, that defense, that offense, they want to win. Uh, they're going to go out there to win. It's a divisional game uh it, i am not i i i love tua i I want the dolphins to do well um but I'm not expecting that to happen in this game
1: yeah, it's a must win uh, for Miami. I don't think it's great that they're the parkers banged up, but I still wonder mentally what what the now this is twice uh that they pulled two out because they weren't getting what they wanted and put Fitzpatrick in. They can't do it this week, but they spent prior to today when he went on COVID all the time since last Saturday saying that they had no problem putting him in and treating him like the closer. And if they needed to pull two out, they were going to. I can't think that that was great for his confidence either. So how is he going to feel if he struggles? And Buffalo has plenty to play for. They win and they lock up the two seed. I think they really want that. It's pretty exciting for them. New York State just allowed them to have home fans for the wild card playoffs. So, you know, what a great moment for Bills Mafia. I think it's going to be, you know, a pretty pretty big game. I don't think they're going to roll over. And Miami hasn't exactly looked explosive throughout the season. They're going to need another huge day for Miles Gaskin. They need (laughs) Gusecki's shoulder to heal. They need somebody to step up and be an option. They've got to find a way to slow down Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley. That has not been an easy task for anyone.
2: Yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. Cause obviously Cole Beasley, I believe is questionable. I don't know if he'll end up playing, but it, I think that's obviously yeah. going to be the, the big thing is how, how well that defense can hold Buffalo's offense in check. Cause I don't see Miami putting up a ton of points. So if their defense can keep Buffalo to like around the 20 point area, uh, I think Miami has a chance to win that game. I, I just I'm going to be honest I don't think that they will. I'm I'm going Buffalo here, but I, I I'm interested to see what Tua does really in a whole game cuz I don't think they go to whatever that Michigan quarterback's name was cuz I already forgot who Dennis said. Well, you're not
1: going to you're not going to pull Tua for somebody who's not you know, I,
2: I I don't know if Brian Flores would or wouldn't do that. Maybe he's got a different closer out there now. You know, honestly, but honestly if that. they're doing
1: that, they might as well just give up on Tua being their, their starter. It was bad enough that you're in for Fitzpatrick. You just don't want to get that tattoo.
2: I mean, let's just look at it this way. They got what the number two pick right now or like a top five pick? It's a top yeah, five think,
1: pick. Te- Texans are four, I believe. Man. Yeah.
2: Trey Lance would look really sexy in a Miami Dolphins uniform. Take Trey Lance, trade Tua for like a first and something else to the Patriots. It's coming, man. It's coming Two, Tua is going to become just a, just an upgrade, just a, just a smidge of an upgrade over Cam Newton, Jared Stenham. Just saying. No, nah, I'm just kidding. He's better than Jared Stenham at least. Uh, Buffalo, as I mentioned, Beasley's questionable. John Brown on the COVID list. Bills will lock up the second seed with a win. You know, uh, any fear that they might not play the whole game if they get up? Any any worried about anything like that with the Bills?
3: Not for me because I'm not playing in any fantasy games this week. (laughs) Uh, It's certainly a possibility. Uh, I would expect it'll be, you know, even if they get up. Miami's going to be able to move the ball some. You know they're going to they're going to do well, and their defense I think will play well. I just don't think they they will be able to for the whole game contain Buffalo's explosiveness. Uh, that being said, you know I easily see it being a, a at least a two score game, but I could see Buffalo getting up you know fourteen to three. And then they match scores going forward, and it just stays, you know, 10 or 14 points going forward from there. Uh, so I, I think that if if you're playing Josh Allen this week, he's probably he, – he's either going to get you enough before he gets out that you should be okay, or the Dolphins' defense will keep it close enough that they don't take him out. Gotcha.
1: I mean, I could see if they got up taking out uh, some of their – Guys, you know, but I think they're gonna want to play at least a half. The big difference obviously this year from years past is the two C doesn't get a buy. So they're gonna yeah. play, you know, everybody's gonna play next week, no matter what. So mm-hmm. if they're up and they're looking good, or if they're watching and and well, I guess does Pittsburgh play in the morning? You guys yeah. are morning. Yeah, they're morning.
2: all at one, so they'd have to be scoreboard so, I mean, if, watching to see what Pittsburgh yeah,
1: if, if they have the scoreboard up and, and Pittsburgh was going down you know, they may rest some guys.
2: Yeah, that's what I know. A lot of uh, players were kind of out talking about that last week, uh, about possibly scoreboard watching and all that. But, yeah, they all play. I think the, the only one that obviously changes is with Washington, uh, Washington, Philly, Philly being flexed to that Sunday night game. You Dallas doesn't – I mean, they don't have anything to watch. They just go out and play their game, and then if they win, they have to wait until Sunday night to see what happens.
1: But, I mean, they had to win regardless, Both uh, both Dallas and the Giants – I mean, all they have to do is win and hope.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. They can't scoreboard watch. They've got to win and then sit around and see what happens. So I am taking uh, the Bills to win this game. I'm with you guys. I think they want that second seed, even though, uh, even though, you know, there's a chance that someone could get hurt if they play the whole game. I think they want that second seed. I think Miami's going to keep it competitive enough that Alice stays in there pretty much most of the game. And, but I do think Bill, the Buffalo Bills pull off the win. Who are you guys picking?
3: Bills for me as well. Yeah, I'm taking Buffalo.
2: All right, the ten and five Ravens at the four ten and one Bengals. Ingram and Snead are questionable. Baltimore just needs to win, and they're in. Do they get it? Yes.
3: I mean, have you seen Cincinnati play? I Cincinnati's mean, been better. Teams they're, they're, weeks, so. they're, playing game, they're playing with heart. They're playing with heart. I'll give you that they're playing with heart against inferior opponents and
1: Ooh, as shot across Pittsburgh's bow
3: as, as well you know maybe <laughs> I, it's 2 weeks ago you expect me to remember all the way back there
1: uh well went last I'm, week too remember didn't I'm, yeah, old. Now you I'm old Texans that you could I'm old inferior opponent um I like nope. how the Bengals are managing to also follow the Jets path of playing themselves out of the draft pick that they desperately yeah. need. They were lining up to get that offensive line and, he's and something that yeah. they desperately need. And I think that win last week knocked him out of the bottom five.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because now everybody's talking about uh the Jets taking Sewell and helping Darnold instead of him supposed to, he was supposed to go to Cincy and protect Joe Burrow. Well, I, I
3: looked at a uh mock draft on draft site. Uh our guy Shane Hallam is an analyst over at Draft Site. And I was looking at their mock and they had Cincinnati has dropped back far enough that well they're not going to get Sewell. They're not they're not also not taking Jamar Chase who I keep seeing mocked to Cincinnati yeah. at like two. And, and and to me that I don't do do you need weapons? You always need weapons but do they have more needs with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. Uh, I think they have better needs. So back at like six or seven, I think is where they were. Uh, it had them taking Kyle Pitts. That I liked, and then then they went offensive line in the second and third. So I, I like that for Cincinnati. It had it had the Jets taking uh, Sewell at two. Yeah, Etn late first, and then another offensive lineman. In the second, so you know th- th- that I think is coming around a little better. Hmm.
2: I mean, that will be good for their offensive line. They're just adding Rojo 2.0 there running back. I wouldn't be that thrilled about that, but you know, I don't know much about that. I hate Kyle Pitts going to Cincy, though. I got high hopes for Kyle Pitts. Cincinnati is not yeah. one of the places I don't like
1: uh, Travis Etienne.
2: I am not Travis Etienne's biggest fan. Caused a lot of drama on Twitter when I say that, but you know, it's, it's I, I, he reminds me very much a lot of, uh, well, you know what? I, I mean, I've said it on other podcasts. I don't mind saying it here. I think he, he reminds me a lot of Ronald Jones. He really does. Uh, Incredible speed, dude can hit a home run every time he touches the ball. But when I go back and watch a lot of his games, he's uh, running into the back of his offensive lineman a whole lot more than he is running into the hole that's there for him. And Clemson's got a pretty damn good offensive line, so I think he struggles with vision a little bit. Doesn't necessarily have the uh, lateral agility or the cut- hits in his cutback lanes very often. Uh, he's not as quite as good as a receiver as so I think people give him credit for, just because he's caught. I think it's forty something passes right now. Uh, if you go and look at it, I believe last time I looked, so I haven't gotten, I think the last game uh, against Notre Dame, uh, the championship game. I haven't looked back at that one, but before that 11 of his passes came down the field, everything else came behind the line of scrimmage. So it was just quick turn dump offs from Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. I don't necessarily consider those actually passes and running routes like some people do. Uh, Cause it's just a dump off now. Other players in that class, such as like a Javante Williams of UNC, only 11 of his catches came from behind the line of scrimmage. Everything else came from him actually running routes. And if you follow Dynasty Boz on Twitter, who's one of our great Debbie guys, he, he posted a, a picture, or not a picture, I'm sorry, a gif of uh, one of Javante Williams' routes. And uh, his little wiggle and shake right there at the end of the top of the route to get free of the defender, that's what I want to see. Travis Etienne does do that. So I'm not a big fan. He's still three for me. I mean, it's not like I have him 10 in this draft, but – right. I just I don't think ETN is as good as – I think everybody falls in love with his speed because when they see him break away those big runs, like, damn, that kid's fast. And he is fast, but running into the back of your offensive lineman doesn't help you at all at the next level, and I think he's going to so,
3: be – So but what I'm, I'm hearing then is – You don't like
1: the T. Rich plan? <laughs> no.
3: I've, I'm hearing that ETN will be backing up LaMichael Ryan.
2: I don't think he'll be backing up with Michael P. Ryan, but I think you're just going to see a lot of what we saw out of Rojo his first couple of years. I, I'm not saying that ETN can't fix it. I'm just saying what I see. Uh, ETN, outside of that one thing but in my opinion that's the biggest thing when it comes to a running back like you've got to have vision you've got to hit your holes and if that hole is filled up you've got to see where your cutback is and try and get some more yards you can't just run it speed does nothing for you if you're not actually getting into the open field that's that's my base and that's everybody what everybody loves about him he's got all the speed well he's not going to do much with it if he can't get into the open field so I don't know if he'd be backing up LaMichael P. Ryan. I, he's better than P. Ryan. He'll be starting. I just don't know if he'll be great. I think you're going to get a lot of uh, a lot of Rojo-type production out of him up until this year. We've seen Rojo has improved on that, so it's not something that he can't improve on.
3: It'll be interesting to see where uh, Vern Main comes in with his running back vision uh, mm-hmm. process that he does and see where ETN yeah. – lands in the, the RBV uh, that he'll be well, putting I, those out coming soon. So.
2: Like I said, I'm not uh, I, I'm one of the few because I know our, our very own at, at the Nerds Dynasty uh, Price. I don't want to give too much away, but I'll say I know he has him as his number one. He he goes through his whole uh, film grading process and everything, and ETN was, is his number one back. It's ETN, then I think Javante, and then I don't remember who he's got up there. You'll have to follow him to find out, but Uh, I know for sure he has ETN one, and ETN's just not one. There's a lot of people on my side as well. It's what makes this draft process fun. I mean, said, if you've been following me, you've seen me do the the charting on negative and positive runs. And most decent running backs or guys that are okay at the NFL level come in at 20% or right around that. And ETN came in at 19%, as in, like, at 19% of his runs came as no gain or losses every time he touched the ball. That's not great. I mean, well, I've seen you when you got guys like Swift, Najee Harris, I went back, J.K. Dobbins, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, they all came in the past couple of years, right around 10%. I think the highest side of that group was Dobbins who came in at 12. Uh, and then you had a guy like who none of us really liked that much CEH. We all, a lot of people talked about how much they loved him, right? Because of what LSU did and him in that landing spot came in at 18% in that charting. And had a lot of the guys, I think it showed that. So Getting really off topic here. I don't mean to go and make this into the Debbie podcast. So I'll ri- I'll bring it back in. We've got a lot of time to talk about that stuff. But well, yeah, I don't. Just
1: not I as think big. It just shows how uh, little uh, how little interest we have in the Bengals playing Week Seventeen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, that that is very true. I, I like the big. I'm not gonna lie. The biggest thing I took out of that is please dear God. Don't let Michael and Michael Pitts. Don't let Kyle Pitts go to Cincinnati. That's all I want out of this
1: discussion. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter how good your receivers are if you have no line. I mean, I don't know how many quarterbacks we have to see go through this experience. If Cincinnati, if this year didn't give them a moment of pause watching a decent franchise quarterback get absolutely destroyed, then I don't know what will.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I would, I've, you know, as, as we talked about, I think, on Tuesday's podcast or Monday's that Joe Burrow's already walking without a brace on. Like, he's already, at this point, walking around. Let's protect the kid because he looks phenomenal already early on uh, in his career. I think he's going to be, I think everybody thinks he's going to be a really good quarterback. We, you need to protect him because I would love to see Cincinnati being really good again. Uh, speaking of Cincinnati, Boyd and Higgins are questionable, uh, as me and Matt mentioned. Cincinnati has been solid of late. What would you kind of, I guess, cap the percentage on them beating uh, beating Baltimore with them beating Pittsburgh and then uh, Houston last week?
3: Well, I'd say it's a non-zero chance, that's for sure. Uh, but I think Baltimore is, you know, Baltimore is playing for something. They're they're trying to get their shit together. Uh, I, I don't know. I I I'm not. I am not picking uh, Cincy to upset the Ravens. Yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but I'm I'm putting it like under fifteen
1: percent. I'm saying negative one percent.
2: <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd love it to happen, but yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't I don't see any shot. So if they win.
1: By even the way, if say, negative yeah. 1% is also the chance of me watching a single down of this game.
2: I mean, I'll watch it down, but that's probably just because it's going to be on red zone. So you know, I'll have red zone. All right, down. that's true. I'll watch the
1: highlights. But.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. So if they win this game, even if Miami wins, Baltimore still ends up being the top seed, right? Am I correct on that? So they'll be the five no, seed regardless.
1: Of- if Baltimore and Miami both win right now, Miami's ahead of Baltimore. So then it'd be the feeding. five seed. So Miami would stay the five seed. So but I think when we were looking at it, we thought Miami, Cleveland had the toughest of yeah. the the four teams playing games. And if yeah. if Miami loses and Baltimore wins, even if Cleveland and Indianapolis win, I believe Baltimore's the five.
2: Gotcha. Uh I am taking the Ravens to win this game.
3: I'm taking the Ravens. Ravens for me as well.
2: The 6 and 9 Cowboys at the 5 and 10 Giants. Dallas needs a win to get into the playoffs. They are hot right now. Are they getting in?
1: Yes. No. How dare you. I'm with Dennis.
3: Redskins man. I'm sticking with my pick.
1: Uh, I don't know what that team is. It no longer yeah. exists. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old.
3: No. I fart in I, public. I say inappropriate things
1: without I, fear of recourse. Dallas wins this game, and then I put on my Jalen Hurts jersey at night. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to say that I don't think Dallas wins this game. I picked the Giants to win this game. I think uh, Daniel Jones coming back. They've got a lot to play for. They want to knock Dallas out. I'm all in, baby. you got to speak it into existence. Good, so good. Let's, 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 start, you. let's start 2021 off right, baby. Let's go. Every, uh, Ingram, Shepard, and Tater are all questionable. The Giants need to win as well. You know they're not they're not out of it, and I think even more than anything, they'd love to end their year with knocking out their division rivals. I don't know if they probably don't feel like they have a real shot of getting in, but if they win, they still have that outside shot. I think the Giants do just enough to win this game because you know what. Even though it's not in prime time, prime time Andy always comes up short, and I'm hoping for primetime Andy to come up short like,
1: on Sunday. Those players for the Giants aren't just questionable because of their injuries. They're just flat questionable.
2: Uh, you know, in- Ingram's actually been pretty good all year. He's, he's been a top tight end, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, it's because we set the bar so low for him that he could practically tumble over it, which he has. I,
2: you know? Set hey as I as I my motto going through life, low expectations mean high rewards, baby. Because you're never disappointed, you're never disappointed if you're able to just kind of walk over that bar. Life's great, man. Life's grand, you're never sad. Let's see here, I wanted to pull up where uh, where Ingram finished. Fantasy, oh, he's,
1: he's probably up in the top 12, he hasn't been that bad.
2: Pros there we go scoring leaders. Uh so yeah, I I'm, I'm going to take uh, but I'm taking New York to win. You guys have anything else to add or who are you guys picking?
3: I'm taking Dallas to win, but I don't think they're going to win the division.
1: I took I took Dallas before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I think they knew that and they wanted to reward my faith. It's like the end of the dark night. Sometimes people just need to have their faith rewarded. Andy's going to come for through you. for me.
2: Well, I was definitely wrong. Evan Ingram is only a tight end 14 on the year. So it isn't doing quite as good as I thought. I guess 14's not bad. But
1: you know what? He has stayed relatively healthy, which was yeah. probably the biggest knock coming into this. We always said if he could stay healthy. And I don't think their offense in general, they're another team that could really benefit from another lineman or two, you know, to yeah. be able to keep any of their players upright.
2: All right, the game I really don't want to talk about. Twelve and three Pittsburgh Steelers at the ten and five Cleveland Browns. We know that Mason Rudolph is starting. What are you guys expecting out of the Steelers? As there's uh, been hints all week that Mike Tomlin might rest more of his starters as well. Uh, I I feel like I've heard that like
3: T.J. Watt's going to be rested, Cam Hayward's going to be rested. Uh, so it's
2: just going to be an even more embarrassing loss. This is just fantastic. <laughs>
3: The, uh, and, and somebody else on the offense, and I, I forget who it is. Uh, oh, Marquise Pouncey or, or mm-hmm. whichever Pouncey brother, Mike Pouncey, whichever one plays for this. Pretty sure it's Marquise.
1: Well, honestly, uh, even, if, uh, even if they're on the field, I'd say all, all the Steelers receivers are going to be resting with Mason Rudolph back there delivering the ball.
2: I don't, know. I don't know. He won them games last year. I mean, I don't know why everybody hates on Mason. I mean, he's not. They won
1: games base, but... when he was playing for them. To say he won games is a, a gross a overreach. A win's the a win. Chicken
3: or, chicken or the egg. Chicken or the egg.
2: As i no, said before, I, wins, I wins are not a quarterback stat, it's a team stat. So it doesn't matter. He wins, he now, wins.
3: Rudolph has a good arm. He can get the ball downfield. If the wide receivers play, or even if, I, I mean, they go what? Washington is their fourth. So if it ends up that Claypool and Washington are playing most of the wide receiver snaps, say, after the first quarter, it's, it's not like, you know, they're, they're throwing out their, you know, I don't know, Kaderil Hodge and Derek The
2: really. guys that the Browns were throwing out last <laughs> week? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't forget our boy, Ray-Ray McLeod, who seems yeah. to just right. constantly get in there and get receptions. I so, just you know, I don't, I
2: don't think it's going to be easy, man. I know everybody seems to think it's going to be. Oh, but I, I, don't, mean,
3: I don't think it's going to be easy. <laughs> it's a game, two teams that hate
2: each other. Nothing uh, for
1: the Browns in the history of the franchise has ever been easy.
2: Exactly. This is what we do, baby. This is what we do. Pivotal game on the line last week. We choke it away. It's right there for you this week, too. <sighs> I mean, it's right there. That's all we got to do. Now we got COVID hitting us at the perfect time. Going to have half the team out on Sunday, and the NFL is not going to move the game back. I mean, the defense already struggled to stop people in the passing game, and now you've lost. You're the one of the linebackers has been a huge step for for you, Malcolm Smith. BJ Goodson, who was the key in that run defense being as good as they were. And as far as I know, James Conner, I mean, James conner has been sitting out half the year, but now he's finally gonna be out be out there and be healthy and be able to run all over the Browns. I mean, I just don't think it's gonna be the Browns are gonna lose. That's how I really feel. I, I don't see them winning the game.
3: Come on, put your faith in Ogunjobi, Joby, man.
2: Yeah. This will be the one. The what? It's a, he stepped up in one game, so this will be game two of the season. He does something. Looking forward to it. I, just, Look, I don't know.
1: Go ahead. If you, you set your expectations really low, so you can't be disappointed. But uh, I hope that you're still pleasantly be, surprised. I there hope will the still first be a miracle lot of, of twenty twenty-one. Is Miles Garrett's revenge game?
2: many things will be broken in my house until it turns into the Mason Rudolph revenge game, where Mason Rudolph throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns on the Cleveland Browns and knock him out of the playoffs.
1: So what I'm hearing you say is after this show is over, you need to take your computer and put it in a safe, have your wife set a new combination and keep a hold of that until Monday so that your computer is not one of the things that ends up going through the wall.
2: I went and bought a little uh, Steelers Elf Nutcracker that will be the recipient of my baseball bat, uh, depending on how the game goes uh, Sunday. I've got things in my house that are breakable, and they likely will be broken, because I don't feel like this is going to go my way. It's going to not only ruin my weekend, but my entire year, my entire year is about to go to shit after tomorrow and Sunday, depending on how those games go, because it's all I got left for me right now, so not gonna be fun i'm not excited about friday's game and i i i expect i just don't i hope that they do win and I, as before the news came out today with obviously Sendejo's out carl joseph is out bj goodson's out um who else do they got out i mean it's ridiculous the amount of defensive players that are now out on uh because of covid i mean yes it's gonna help getting jarvis back and uh uh donovan peoples jones rashard higgins but harrison bryant in my opinion has been a huge part of that offense And now he's out as well i just don't like all these guys being out brown's offense didn't look great last week i don't know if they'll be able to run the ball even with the tj watt not being out there uh you know for whatever for god knows what reasons heaven's a fancy only ran the ball 11 times last week against a horrible jets defense so I think it's going to be a, a good game. I hope that the Browns are able to pull it off. I'd love to see them into the pl- in the playoffs this year, but I, I just have a really bad feeling it's not going to go our way. And I don't see Indy losing to help us out either. I, if Indy loses, I'm going to send. I'm going to buy a really nice bottle of bourbon and send it to Tony. And because I think we're both going to be drinking on Sunday, like I, I don't see any way that the Colts the Colts end up losing. There's just no way. So. I'm picking the Browns because that's what I do. I don't ever pick against them, but I, I I don't feel great about that pick at all with everything going on. Who are you guys picking?
3: I'm taking Cleveland as
1: well. I'm also taking Cleveland.
2: All right, the 69 Vikings at the 5-10 Lions. Dalvin Cook is out. Uh, condolences to him and his family. That is uh, an unfortunate loss there for his father to pass away. Uh, I hope, obviously, everybody there is – there is good for him and his family and they're able to, you know, be together. That's, that's gotta be a, a rough thing to, to be going through and especially this close to the holiday season uh, with him being out. Uh, it looks like it's going to be all about the passing game for the Vikings this week. You think they finished strong. And uh, what are your guys thoughts on Alexander Madison, who likely will be the guy playing, especially if you are playing in a week 17 matchup?
3: Well, I think it, uh, Minnesota is going to need to ride the passing game. Madison's okay, but I mean, he's, I I think he got this. A lot of people put this, oh, he's a plug and play Dalvin cook clone aura around Alexander Madison. Um, and he's not, uh, he's better than Benny Snell. You know, I will say, uh, but how much better than Benny Snell is he, uh, so far, I don't think he's shown uh, that that ability to to be able to just you know Cl- Cleveland when Chubb was out, Hunt stepped right in. L- little different style of game, but the production was there. I don't think that the con- production has been consistent for uh, Madison, and, and I think that kind of just goes to who he is. We you know, he was a guy that uh, that we had high, high, maybe unrealistic hopes for. So, will he play okay? Yeah, I could see, you know, a 14-carry, 65-yard kind of game, uh, but not anything that's going to be, like, blow your mind. So, it's going to come down to Thielen, Irv Smith, who's been balling like crazy, and Justin Jefferson – And so if you got those horses against that Detroit defense, ride them, throw that ball and take care of your business.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big Madison believer either. I think the Vikings will need to throw to win. And uh, the good news for them is that they're playing Detroit because we've seen a lot of teams have throwing success, including Tom Brady and the Buccaneers last Saturday. I mean, they just annihilated that Detroit passing defense and, I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that happen again. I think Jefferson's pretty close to some rookie marks. They'll probably try to help get him there. <clears throat> Thielen, um, you know, has been a top or near the top of the league uh, in touchdown receptions all year. I think they're going to keep feeding him. They have a great pass offense, and I think they want to go out with a with a win and strong.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they want to get as close to um... – 500 as possible because uh, that's what Minnesota does every other year with uh, with Mike Zimmer. They can't even suck enough to get a top, uh, top draft pick. They've got to finish right around 500. and Not really helping themselves. I, I don't think that the Lions are going to really keep this game close, especially with Stafford. He's just been banged up. I, I kind of think they should just sit Stafford and just let the guy get healthy. I mean, that that guy has been struggling. I feel like it's been since week one he's been struggling with injuries all yeah. um, all year long. But I do, I'm do. i with you. I think uh, Kirk Cousins and them are going to go out there and set the set the passing game up uh, for success. It is a way to beat the Lions. They're going to be very good this weekend. What are you guys expecting from the Lions against Stafford? Uh, questionable Galladay out again. I, I saw someone, uh, one of the, I mean, take it for what it's worth. One of the people who's uh, like a, 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 I think, physical trainer. I was talking about how he thinks that it's actually more of a labrum than anything else for Kenny Galladay, which he should be fine next year. He just needs probably some surgery and then he'll be good to go. It's just obviously whatever's been going on with him has been bothering him all year long. What are your guys' thoughts on him moving forward? We'll obviously have time to talk more about it, but free agent going into the year, if you have Kenny Galladay, like how much would you lean towards selling him or keeping him?
3: Oh, I love Kyle Galladay's talent and, I, if I have him, I'm holding him. I think he's a top 15, top 18 wide receiver. Um, I know there's talk about are the Lions going to keep Stafford? Uh, I think they should. I mean, he's a above average quarterback, and quarterbacks are hard to come by. Uh, you know, there, there's a reason that uh, they make so much money. Uh, I, I like Galladay. I'm I, I wish that so I've had both the, the labrum's in my shoulders operated on due to torn rotator cuffs and tendons. Why the fuck didn't they just op- yeah, that's I mean, what, it's been weeks. That's what I was yeah. gonna
1: say. It's weird if they think surgery would correct it. I mean he's he's been out since the middle of the season, yeah. I think.
2: Well, I don't know if it's something where like surgery is the only thing to correct it. I think it's one of, if it's a labor If we've seen players play through that as well, so I don't know if it's something where it's it's more of like a pain tolerance thing, where it's like, hey, if you can play through it, you can. And Galladay, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. If I'm Kenny Galladay, what's the point of playing with the way Detroit's season has gone and hurt yourself even more? Why not just sit out and be done?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say I'm that knowledgeable medical wise. But I believe that, like, if you have a labral tear, that you know, typically that's something that you need to get repaired as opposed to just let heal. Could be wrong, but
1: yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting a ton from Detroit this week. But the Galladay thing has been interesting and frustrating all year. I, it's very frustrating that they didn't just choose to shut him down. I'm with. Dennison that they didn't have a lot to play for with Detroit, uh, you know, for the season. You know, was he trying to get them to put him in because he wants to make more of an impression going into free agency? I he's he's a talented enough guy in the sample size we've seen this season and in other seasons that, you know, I don't think this stops him from getting a contract, maybe knocks a few dollars off of or a few years off of. What he can get maybe diminishes some of the wide interest, but it just, it's been a weird situation because it seems like he's practiced almost every week to some extent or done some kind of work and then gets ruled out at the end and it just never, never happens.
2: Well, and that might be something again. we don't know because we're not there, but maybe it's something where Kenny Galladay has been pushing to want to go back out there and play because he's in a contract here and he's trying to prove how good he still is. Because, I mean, Matt, we talked about this earlier in the week with the likelihood of the cap going down for these NFL teams. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much some of these guys are going to get paid? And Kenny Galladay probably trying to get out there on the field to get as much money as he possibly can. So it may have been something more Galladay was pushing than the Lions we're never well, I wouldn't say we'll never know, but we're probably not gonna know anything right now, just because none of those guys are gonna come out and say anything. We'll find out more in the offseason when if he does or doesn't get surgery or we finally figure out the extent of the injury. So I'm with uh with you guys. So I, I would not sell Galladay at this point. I think you'd be selling him low, because uh, we haven't seen him all year and you don't know what possibly is going to happen with him. Uh, so for me, I would I would hold on to him and and just hope for the best. I do think he's extremely talented. And if he does end up back with Detroit, even if they end up moving on from uh, – my goodness, why did I – why do I want to call him? I wanted to call him Sam Darnold for some reason. I don't know why. Even if they move on from Stafford, I still think whatever quarterback they bring in there, if Galladay's there, him and Hawkinson are still going to be the main guys. So I'm not moving Galladay. Uh, that being said, I'm taking uh, the Vikings.
3: Bye, for me.
2: Speaking of Sam Darnold, the two and three New York Jets at the six and nine New England Patriots for the Jets' Gore is out. Uh, the Jets have been hot at as of late. Can they knock off the Patriots this week?
3: They can. I mean, Cam is downright terrible. Um, if the if the Jets could get their receiving core to stay healthy. I like what they have with Mims and Crowder and Perriman And, hell, uh, last season's darling Chris Herndon caught a touchdown pass last week, I think.
2: He did. Yeah, he did. Herndon had, like, a great week.
3: You know Suddenly.
1: what? It's, this entire, like, last two or three weeks has been uh, all the tight ends who have boned us all season long going off Hayden Hurst, you know, getting into the action. Chris Herndon. Austin Johnny, Hooper, <laughs> Johnny Smith caught a touchdown last yeah. week.
3: Now, i I like, I, I like the Jets. Um, New, I, I feel like Bill Belichick. If there's any coach that's going to go, you know what? Bucket strategy wise, the loss is better for us. You know that evil genius is the one. Uh, I, I. I like how, the, you know, with Gore being out, I like uh, LaMichael P. Ryan to get some run. Uh, I think he's he's back in health, been playing. Uh, Ty Johnson. Uh, I feel bad for Gore, um, but, I mean, he's at 16,000 yards. It was weird. I was I had that game was on last week, and uh, after Gore got injured, uh, I guess I didn't realize he was injured that bad, but like three minutes left in the game. And it just showed Gore walking off the field, down the tunnel, leaving by himself, no trainer or anything. It almost seemed like he was like, okay, I got my 16K, I'm out of here. But I guess he he did end up having a a little more serious injury than I thought. Uh, I want to see – I liked Sam Darnold coming out, and so I'm obviously invested in him improving – Makai Becton looks like a win there, and if the Jets can add some more pieces to that offensive line in the offseason, they could be a team that, uh, if they can get out from under Adam Gase, could do some damage.
1: Can they get out from under Adam Gase? We've all assumed that he's like a a dead man walking, but... There are times when you listen to uh, Jets personnel speak that uh, give me a moment of pause and make me think I'm not going to believe it until he's actually right. gone. But uh, I I not only think the Jets can come and win, I think they're going to win. The Patriots look like crap lately. They look completely lost. I'm not sure we see Cam Newton for all of this game. Um, and even if we did, I'm not sure that's a big benefit to New England. They've already announced they're not going to activate and bring Edelman back. They have really no substantive weapons in the run of the passing game. It looks like Harris is going to miss again. Sonny Michelle is not exactly light in the world on fire. And the Jets have actually been playing pretty fiercely. They've, they've won against two potential playoff teams the last two weeks. I think there's a chance they go in and clock New England this week.
2: So, Dennis, I finally understand why you kept bringing up Denzel Ward. I didn't realize he tested positive. I just saw oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, This is just pissing me off even more. I thought he my, was you're having so-
1: such a hard time. You had to bring your, your emotional support child Oh, in. my goodness. <laughs> I, had,
2: I had no idea. And then I see the thing is like, activated all these players. I'm like, okay, hey, cool, cool. Everybody's coming back. And I'm like, on the COVID list, Malcolm Smith, Denzel Ward. I was like, wait, what? Oh, maybe it's just contact tracing. Continue scrolling. Tested positive. Not only will miss this game, but probably the playoff game. Are you kidding me, people? Come on. The only good Uh, news is, but at least you're
1: saying will miss the playoff game. game. I feel like this indicates you have more faith they're going to make the playoffs. That's
2: that's what that's what the tweet said. I was just going based off that saying if they make it to the playoffs, he will likely miss that game as well. Oh, we don't, we don't need him. It's okay. Ah, fucking fantastic. Like I said, the only good news that I read out of that as well was uh, Claypool's, Claypool's snaps will be dialed back to avoid the rookie wall. So we'll just have James Washington and Ray-Ray McLeod destroy us on Sunday. That's all. Uh, I'm with you guys.
1: I, I Don't I forget about out. Anthony McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
2: The
3: Patriots. It's going to be a big Vance, Vance McDonald game.
1: Jalen Samuels.
2: Harris questionable cam fading. Uh, you know, I, I do think that they likely throw Stidham out there. You know, I want to see the jets win just cause I feel like if they do, they're going to keep Adam Gase. And I just think, I just think the jets deserve that at this point. I just, they're I gonna really keep do.
1: Arnold, they're going to keep Gase. They're going to, you know, draft, draft that offensive lineman, and bring the band back together.
2: I don't want to, I obviously don't want to keep diving like too much into these teams. Cause it's a lot of off season content. We will we, we'll be talking about, but, I don't think keeping Darnold's such a bad idea. I really don't think Darnold's as bad as no. he's looked at times. I blame Adam Gase for a lot of that. That's where I think the issue would come, is if they end up keeping Adam Gase. Uh that being said, though, I'm still gonna go Patriots. I just I don't think Bill wants to end on a six and ten season losing to the Jets to kind of cap off your year. I still believe in Bill uh, and what he can do with that defense. And, and I think even if it's Stidham out there, they'll figure out a way to win this game. So I'm, I'm going to go Patriots. I know, Matt, I know you were just saying you're picking the Jets to win. Dennis, who did you pick?
3: I'm picking the Jets in a 6-3 burner.
2: Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey,
3: that was
2: the, the most fun game of the, of the weekend. Uh, I
1: the 12-3. I'm sorry? I take back the fist pump I gave you for joining the Jets bandwagon.
2: <laughs> the 12 and 3 packers at the 8 and 7 bears, uh Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard, Jay Sternberger are all questionable. Packers still need to play. Uh they need a win to secure that top seed uh in the NFC and get the bye week. Do you guys expect them to get it?
3: I mean, do any of these three guys matter? I mean, they've got AJ Dillon, MVS and uh uh Mercedes Lewis so i mean i mean,
2: th- I mean they have Devonte adams that's all that matters in my I opinion now, you could stop there. That
1: step up for the injured players right
2: <laughs> i think Adams will step up and catch four touchdowns instead of three this week you know uh, that's what i'm saying like you can say adams and then stop there and that's all that matters adams and rogers that's all the Packers need jones i i give you jones you're right i do like Aaron jones So they've got they've got uh the new uh what is it uh the new uh, quad king there, and AJ Dillon as well. That dude could could crush somebody's head between his thighs. So I think they're good there with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon.
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, the the Packers. What's their record? Twelve and three.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I think they they want to win. Uh, it's a division game again. It's like uh, it's all is it all division games this weekend? I think uh, that, yeah. I think Add so, to yeah. the rivalries. It's against the Bears. You know, they're, what are they, 90 minutes apart? Uh, yeah, something, something like, like that. Uh, so they want to go into Soldier Field. And uh, R- Rodgers is, he's he's like Ming the Merciless. He just wants to go in there. Uh, it, it was, I, I, I remember, you know, last week looking at his stats at one point, it's like, he had only thrown for like 153 yards, but he had four touchdowns. And it's like, come on, man.
1: I don't know. Hey,
2: he's, he's making a play for that MVP. And I think he's yeah. going to get it after this week. I think I think they're going to go out there and just have a big game again. Josh Allen. one. I still think Rodgers gets the MVP. I, I don't see any. I, I love what Allen's done. I don't see a lot of people. The only reason I say that is I think – a lot of people predicted Buffalo would be this good after the year they had last year. And Allen's definitely taken a step up, but I don't think Rodgers has taken the dip that Allen took in the middle part of the season. Now, Allen all of a sudden went from this guy we all love to all of a sudden, like, what's going on? What's wrong? Is Josh Allen going back to the guy we saw a couple years ago? Rodgers had, like, what, one bad game against Tampa Bay? Is that That's really the only team that's blown them out and made him look human. Outside of that, they've been in every game, Rodgers has been phenomenal. I mean, I I me personally I think it should go to Rodgers with the year he said. Now maybe it will go to Allen because maybe there's a little bit of I would say like maybe Rodgers fatigue and the fact that how, how many has he won? I know he's got at least one. Has he gotten more than that? I don't know. I don't know either look it up as you guys talk about the Chicago Bears. Uh, Bears need a win to get in as well here. I mean, they can lose and still get in, but they control their own destiny if they win. They are in. Um, Obviously, the Packers defense not great against the run. Uh, We know David Montgomery's had a massive second half of the season. Is he probably the smash play running back this week for you guys if you're playing DFS or if you're playing in week 17?
3: Uh, I don't know about Smash Play. You get, you gotta take into consideration, you know, what the the price is. But I mean, he's vaulted himself all the way up to RB six with this late season run, and uh, you know, in the off season, we end up talking about a lot of narratives, and this one really came through. There were so many people in the off season. I probably I definitely can't name them all cuz I can't remember but there were so many people that were like hey when Montgomery starts slow trade for him because that he's going to close the season the regular season and, and the fantasy playoffs he's got a phenomenal schedule. Well, he's been killing it the last 6 weeks or so and you, you know it's it's as somebody who had him rated uh ab- I, I think I had him above Jacobs yeah, you
2: had
3: him, him one. Yeah. It, it, it's good for me to see. I enjoy that. Uh I think compared to some of these other classes, you know, it's a little tough. Uh, because he I I can accept that well, maybe he was the best of that class, uh, he's he's pretty jaggish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's had he's been hot, so is Mitch, so is their offense. <coughs> I think Chicago's Motivated to come out, and I think they're gonna have a good day. I actually am picking Chicago.
3: I see that. This is where I pick up one of my last two games to tie you.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I took the Packers, so I assume that means Dennis, you're taking the Packers as well. Uh, yeah. I am
1: taking the Packers. Keep mocking me, that's worked out so well for you the last couple of weeks. Hey, yeah. I've been picking up games every week, I'm within two.
0: I, I think mean, it was let's...
3: three or four games out last week. Let's, Let's be honest. I don't know. I just, I'm going to run out of season. Is all that's going to happen? No, no, no one's, catching, no one's
2: catching that number one seed there for for that group. Justin, He's, no, I'll talk about our, our group. Me, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Justin anymore.
1: I know you have an eleven take lead. You've already, you already, you could pretty much take the week off and still win.
2: I will. You know what? Just for fun, I'm going to take the week off. See if someone catches me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has won two MVPs uh, in 2014 and 2011. Funny enough, either one of the years that he actually won the Super Bowl. So, uh,
1: they only won it once.
2: Yeah, no. But I'm saying I thought maybe the yeah. one that one of the times he won was the year it wasn't one of the one uh, the year he won the Super Bowl. He uh, it was both. They both got knocked out in the. uh, Conference championship both times.
1: So maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to win the MVP.
2: Maybe not. I still think they go the Super Bowl. I think it's down to them and the Saints. I just I don't see anybody else really competing with them. I could be wrong, but I think those are the two well, best teams.
1: If Chicago wins and Seattle wins, do you know who the number one seed in the NFC is going to be?
2: It. I do now. It's going to be Seattle because we talked about this the other day. I thought there was no. I thought there was only a. Uh, the Saints had the chance to jump them. <laughs> Uh, for the next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at seven and eight, and the Denver Broncos at five and ten. The Raiders, what are you guys expecting from that offense?
1: For them to lose?
3: I think uh, you know the the Raiders are looking to write the ship, and they couldn't have a, a better opportunity uh, to write the ship than to take on division rival uh, at home grind it out with Josh Jacobs, make some plays with uh, Nelson Aguilar down the field. Darren Baller's going to catch 10 passes for 175 yards. That guy's, you know, it's crazy to think about what Waller's has done this season. And because of Kelsey's season, you you don't hear hardly anything about it. it. It's been wild. Waller's having a phenomenal year. I was even unsure about him this year. I was like, you know, he's been doing great, but the Raiders have added these weapons. Are they going to continue to go to him? Will he just regress because he's not going to get the opportunity? And, man, Waller is just out there just stacking it up and, and putting numbers on the board. Uh, I, I think he'll continue to do that against Denver. Uh I'd like to see Denver do something, but we'll, we'll let our, our resident Broncos fan lead us down the Bronco pathway.
1: Well, the Raiders don't need a bounce back on offense. You know, if anything, their offense should be uh, sending uh, flaming bags of dung across the hall to the defense because the offense played well enough to beat the Chiefs, played well enough to beat Was it the Colts that they that they played and got crushed defensively at the end and last week? Their offense would have won that game, but their coach Coach. made the most shitty decision in the world like he had never seen their defense play before and then looked surprised when their defense managed to choke it away. So I think their offense has been playing well. Denver's defense is beat to crap. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, you or I could audition to play cornerback and make the active roster at this point in time. They've been taking people off of other teams' practice squads and putting them into starting roles, which is always, you know, makes you feel really good on the inside as a fan. They, we have lost our top six corners, um, so you know it's been a it's been a bang up season. But I got to be honest, no I'm,
3: I'm more of a zone corner than a man to man corner. Just to keep that in mind,
1: my you know if <laughs> a Jerry, small
3: zone at that.
1: If uh, Jerry Judy remembers that his hands are for putting around the football, squeezing it gently, and pulling it into his body, or better yet, they just don't throw the ball at him, I think that they can score some points against the Raiders. They're going to be at home. They hate the Raiders. Um, This is the exact same track the Raiders' season took. Last year, the Raiders looked like they were going to make the playoffs, and they flamed out in the second half and ended up losing to Denver in Denver on the last day of the season to end the season 7-9. and History repeats itself. I
3: never thought I'd hear you out here standing for Deshaun Hamilton, man.
1: Deshaun Hamilton got crunched between two people and held onto the fucking ball to get a first down. (laughs) Jerry Judy got one gifted into his hands in the end zone, put it on the ground, and then went and pouted like a proud boy on the bench
2: so what you're saying is after the draft last year when the broncos got jerry judy you're regretting all the nice things you said about him is that that what's going on I
1: i still think eventually he'll be good but he was complaining about not getting the ball they were complaining about not getting him involved he got 15 targets last week and like that touchdown he should have had that that would have been a big play in the game when they're down 19 16 drew Locke which doesn't happen all the time happens like maybe 30% of the time delivered a beautiful strike down the field, right to hit him in stride in the chest. And he dropped it. That would have tied the game. It was just very, it's very frustrating. Maybe it adds to everything else, but now it's also, I've been frustrated because they've started their media tour on social media this week where they're talking about how great and how talented they are and how they need to bring everybody back, and they're ready for 2021, and I still am not sure how I feel right now.
2: Well, I'm taking the Raiders because I want them to get a better draft pick so they can they can pick up another wide receiver who can't catch the ball. So, who, uh, Matt, I assume you're taking your Broncos.
1: I'm taking Denver. I think they're going to get it together.
3: Yep, I'm taking the Raiders. This is where I tie it up. <laughs> it
1: probably is where you tie it up.
2: All right, the 10 and 5 Titans at the 4 and 11 Texans. Does Henry get to 2,000 yards? What was he again away? 234, I believe. 223
1: yards short. He's at 1777. And he ran for 212 the first time he played the Texans. So 223 is a big number, but it doesn't seem completely out of bounds.
2: Book it. He's going over 2,000 yards. I'm going to say yes.
1: I think he's going to get there too because I think Tennessee is going to have to score and needs this win because there's a scenario where if they lost this game, if things broke wrong, they'd get knocked all the way out of the playoffs. Are we on?
3: Well, are we on Jacksonville, Indianapolis, or Tennessee? Never mind. They ran. They ran together for me. I was like, wait a minute. Um, I
2: mean, Houston sucks just about against the. I mean, it's Jacksonville sucks just as bad as Houston, so I understand where the confusion might come from.
3: The uh well I mean, what did Houston give up last week to
2: Cincinnati? Uh, well, Matt looked this up earlier in the week. Gosh. The last time that these two played each other, uh, Henry ran for two hundred something yards on, yeah. te- yeah, on Texas. So, well, yeah.
1: they made Samajay Piran look like the second yeah, coming of Devin Cook last yeah. week.
2: Yeah.
3: So I you know, the Texans are are not good. Uh Romeo Cornell, God love him. Uh, he, he's not coaching to be the, the new head coach of the Texans. That it is not gonna happen. Uh honestly I feel like uh I feel like he's gonna come up short of two thousand.
2: I feel like short.
3: he'll I, I feel Sorry. like he'll be you know in in the high one one hundreds, you know, one eighty five, one ninety. I just think the game is gonna run out of time. Uh he, they're just not It's not going to be worth it for them at going 11 and 5. At some point, they're going to go, look, do we really need to risk injury here going into the playoffs to get a vanity record?
2: Yeah, I hope. I hope. I mean, I've never really been the biggest fan of Derrick Henry, but I hope he gets it. I, I mean,. He's kind of gotten stonewalled uh, the couple of weeks before that. And if he even just gets like a hundred yards against Cleveland, he gets really close to getting this record. So he, he's kind of got held up in a couple of games. I thought he'd do better. I, I'm hoping he gets it. Uh, for the Texans side here, what well, would hold you on. guys – so w- what's the
3: actual rushing record? Isn't it, it's like twenty-one oh five or twenty? 21- oh, I don't.
2: I, yeah, I don't think he gets the record. It was just earlier in the year he right, it right. Up and my, he wanted to get two thousand yards my, he, That was my crazy.
3: point. Is is that? It, it, if you're not going to get the record, you know, at some point you got to say, "What's better for the team?" And well, since I think he's, it's he's not going to get the record. Let's let let him get his 185 yards, two yeah. touchdowns, and
1: it is 2105. So he'd have to yeah. run for 328 yards, which, is not happening. which no, probably be a single
3: game record. I don't know about that.
2: Uh, it would be uh, Peterson came close to getting the single game record a couple years ago. And it's 200 something yards. I don't remember how much it is. At least I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's only 200 something. I couldn't be wrong, but that uh, cause Peterson came really close to doing it. I think that last year with the Vikings right before in week 17, I think he it came up with
1: like, Adrian Peterson does own the single game rushing record. It's 296 oh, okay. yards against the San Diego chargers in gotcha. 2007.
2: So, with uh, with Henry, the only reason I think they might try and help him get it is that me and Matt talked about a couple of weeks ago. Henry came out and said that it was a personal goal of his to get to 2,000 rushing yards. So It also
1: ends up getting treated a little bit like a team award because it's a pretty big... Yeah.
2: Uh, so, I don't, I don't know if Tennessee's know help him line. do it. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Texans, any shot that they upset the Titans here? Or, I you know, me and Matt aren't really, you know, excited about their prospects moving forward. So could they end their, their season on a high note, possibly knock Tennessee out? I don't think there's really any shot, but, I
3: mean, you know. I mean, the Jets beat the Browns, so it's possible.
1: Well, and they it's could. Right, they so. were two two sad fumbles away from beating the Colts twice. So you never know. So uh,
3: 50, I'm, not, 50, 50, I'm not picking them, but 40-60? <laughs> 6.5 to 92.7.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. I'm taking Tennessee. It uh, sounds like both of you guys are as well. As well. yeah.
1: I'll give the Texans a better chance than I'm giving the Bengals of beating the Ravens god i hope the beat be and it. so bad it'd be so
2: nice uh the 1-14 jacksonville jaguars taking on the 10-5 colts robinson out again which just sucks he was 34 yards away from breaking the rookie rushing record i would have loved for him to be able to go out there and do that but he is not going to be uh, the colts need a win to get in uh what do you think happens in this game is it uh Tennessee and Tennessee Colts win, and then they're just waiting to see what happens. What do you guys expect out of this game? Yeah, I I
3: feel like it's a uh, Jonathan Taylor game. He's going to rack up a bunch of yards. Uh, You know, the Colts will get out to a big lead and uh, salt it away fairly quickly.
1: Yeah, the Jaguars haven't been great. The probably highlight of their season was opening day.
3: I think the highlight of their season was getting the one
1: number one overall pick. Well, not for Marone because he keeps saying he's been trying to win, to show that they're they're improving. I just don't. You know, it'd be nice to see uh, DJ Chark be able to do something, um, but i are very
3: good. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be it'll be interesting to watch this off season. I've already seen some chatter about DJ Chark being a buy. Go buy DJ Chark. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is coming in, and and I get Lawrence is good, but there's there. I mean, he's going to be a rookie coming into the NFL. Uh, and as good as he is, how big a difference is he really going to make uh, in year one? And what other moves does Jacksonville make? How is that going to affect Chark? Uh, I, I like Chark. I think Chark is a pretty talented guy. He, he did let down after his season last year, so uh, getting a better quarterback is certainly going to be something for him to look forward to. But it'll be inter- I, I'll be interested to watch the buy DJ Chark because he's getting Trevor Lawrence uh, narrative all off season. Into the next season, especially if the Jaguars struggle at the beginning of the season or if, uh, you know, Chenault or Cole or somebody uh, else steps up in the uh, uh, Jacksonville wide receiver core, you know, to see do those people come back out of the woodwork and, and talk about, oh, I missed or whatnot. Or, you know, Chark had an outlier season. Uh, is is that really what happened? It'll be it'll be something to watch.
1: But don't you think like the buy low windows kind of closed a little bit because he's he's bought he bottomed out. But I would think a lot of people have higher hopes for next season with potential changes and a new quarterback coming in.
3: Uh, I do actually. I just saw today. Uh, oh, I forget who. I wish I could remember who I saw. Repo- Trent Balkey, I think, is who who originally put it out there that uh, Jacksonville is hot on the trail of uh, one urban Meyer.
2: Yeah. I think that's urban putting his name out there like he did last year because all the talk last year was Cleveland wanted urban Meyer and it never really looked like they actually wanted urban Meyer. They wanted Kevin Stefanski the whole time. So I don't. And then there was, what was it? uh, A lot of talk uh, that Dallas was going for urban Meyer too last year before they went and got McCarthy. I, I think that's Urban. I don't think that's Jacksonville actually wanting Urban. I'll be honest, if if Urban goes to Jacksonville, I'm fading Trevor Lawrence hard. I do not think Urban's that great of a coach. I may be in the minority there. I'm not, not his biggest fan.
3: Well, to me, it comes down to can he take his hand out of the, the pot long enough to let uh, an NFL offense – Get developed. I don't think he's, there's nothing about his offenses he's ran in college that has prepared quarterbacks to be NFL quarterbacks. And it's, it's a situation where if he's going to rule, try to rule an NFL coaching staff with an iron fist when it comes to the offense, it could end up being a, a, a Steve Spurrier-esque nightmare yeah. for the offense.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do not think it would be a great move by them at all. But I mean, I love Urban for bringing a championship to to Ohio State. But I, I don't think he would. He he needs to bring in a great offensive coordinator and not have his hands in that at all. I think for that to be at all successful, because I I do think overall he's a great evaluator of talent and a great leader of men. But I don't think he's a good offensive coach. If I'm if I if I'm being one hundred percent honest, so. Uh, I do think, though, if he doesn't go there, Lawrence will be a great move. I mean, we saw – you know, everybody says he's the next best thing since Andrew Luck. We saw what Andrew Luck did for that team when he first stepped in. I mean, he almost took – I'm pretty sure he took him to a playoff in his rookie year. Now, a better team around Mm -hmm. him than what Jacksonville has. But I think with the ability that Lawrence has, he could come in there and easily make guys like Chark, LaVisca, Mm -hmm. Chennault, you know, whether Conley's still there, whomever's still available for that team – Uh, I think that they immediately take a step forward on how much. I don't know where that's going to be dependent on who ends up coming and coaching and all that stuff. But I think Lawrence going there does increase their uh, their stock at least a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who the new GM is and the new coach. Chark and uh, Chenault, I think, are the only two wide receivers they have under contract after this season.
2: Gotcha. All right. I am taking uh, the Colts. What about you guys?
3: Colts. Colts for me as well.
2: Six and nine Chargers at the 14 and one Chiefs. Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton are questionable. Uh, Chiefs have locked up the, the top seed. A lot of talk that they won't, they'll play some of their guys, but not the full game. So you might get a little bit of Mahomes, a little bit of Kelsey. I believe Bell is going to be sat entirely Uh, So what are we expecting from this game? Uh, Do you think the Chiefs end up still pulling off the win if they only play a half? Uh, Chargers have a chance to to pull off the upset here, not that it matters. What are your thoughts on this game?
3: Well, I I feel like the Chargers are the team uh, with the fire in the belly playing to get a victory. Uh, I think the Chargers, the, the players, like Anthony Lynn and hear the chatter about him, Getting canned, whether or not he does, or whether or not he deserves to. You know, I'll leave that for people that follow the team a a bit closer than me. Um, But I think they're going to be playing hard. You know, they're going to, with Keenan and and Guyton questionable, Mike Williams is going to have to step up. Uh, And if he doesn't, uh, it's going to come down to can uh, Austin Eckler. Put the team on his back like he did early in the season. Uh, I I felt like I read somewhere earlier today that Chad Henne was starting. So, oh my that. yeah,
1: I think they are. It, we can, if it, if,
3: yeah. If he's if if that's the case, uh, you know, the, if the Chiefs if it does, it's not, clearly then not going to affect their playoff status. If they lose, uh, I think they're going to field a team, but that that'll be pretty much it. Uh, it'll be Daryl Williams out there and uh, Blake Bell. No, Bell is in Dallas now. I forget who the... Yeah,
1: Chad, uh, Chad Henney was named starter for Week 17.
3: Yeah, I forget who the backup tight end is there in Kansas City right now. Um, I think it's uh, another former quarterback. But I don't know. I, I think, you know, the the Chiefs will obviously play hard but the Chargers playing their their starters versus uh, a mix of of Chiefs backups and starters, uh, I'm looking for the
1: Chargers to pull it out.
2: Yeah, I'm taking the Chargers.
1: The the Chargers almost beat the Chiefs when they played the first game when they were at full strength. That was one of those kind of close-ending games we thought Herbert was going to win, so I think they're – they win, and I think there is a decent chance Anthony Lynn is back. He's been popular with the players. If they win this game, they finish 7-9, and nine, which.
2: Yeah. Problem is they could be much better if Anthony Lynn didn't make some of the decisions that he he made earlier in the year. But I, I do like him, too. I mean, I, I do
1: young young team? Yeah, is it's just... it all on the coach? Is it? a young team maybe not the,
2: executing the play calling yes it's on the coach when he decided to do some of the things that he decided to do that's on the coach that's not if you tell your team to go out there and punt at fourth and inches against the Chiefs in overtime and knowing that you need to probably just drive down the field and score yeah that's on the coach man that ain't on Justin yeah. Herbert's not going take me out punt the ball no that's on Anthony Lynn
1: there yeah. was some other that's maybe he did maybe he just he didn't feel like he had I, it no I don't
2: think so at all. Justin Herbert's that dude. He ain't ever coming off the field.
1: You know, they do remind me, you know, this. I was a little bit excited about uh, Denver because the way they ended 2019, kind of with a young rookie quarterback looking promising, winning, getting up to seven and nine, looking frisky. The chargers look like they have come kind of some of that same energy where they were playing really well, but losing close uh, in the middle of the season. they managed to get these close wins at the end of the season, maybe they're figuring it out a little bit and they can carry some momentum in. Um, they still have a, a good team, you know, with yeah. with Keenan Allen. If they can bring him back and uh, you know well, he's back they he's a contract
2: now. He's signed that contract oh. extension this preseason.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Henry that's on Henry, the franchise yeah, Henry franchise
2: tag and Williams, I think will be a free agent as well. So
1: that may actually not matter that much.
2: Fair point, fair point. All right. The eight and seven Cardinals at the nine and six Rams. Uh, Murray is questionable, but uh, I saw stuff earlier today saying that (laughs) he's the goal that they expect him to play. So he should be out there. Goff out. Cup on the COVID list and will be out as well. John Wofford and Malcolm Brown leading the team here with Robert Woods for the Rams. Rams have uh, struggled the past two weeks, do need a win to get in. Even if they lose, there's a shot they still get in. The Cardinals, though, have to win or they are out. Who do you guys expect to win this game, and how do you expect this game to go? Uh,
3: I feel, you know, Murray's questionable, and it's really hampered. uh, You know, the shoulder has hampered a lot of what he does when he runs. Uh, He isn't running as often, I think, in in an effort to protect the shoulder. Um, If he can get himself back to closer to 100%, I think that makes up – will allow him to do a little bit more with his arm just by, by getting away from the rush. The Rams have a fierce rush and it could just as easily be, you know, third play of the first drive for the Cardinals and uh, Aaron Donald puts Murray on that shoulder and knocks him out for the rest of the game. Um, But I feel like the the Cardinals are going to do what they do. They're going to push the ball at nuke. they're gonna sneak it at you with Dan Arnold down the middle of the field, uh and they're gonna for some some inexplicable reason, try to run Edmonds and Drake wide unsuccessfully.
1: Well, that's the thing. Edmonds Hopkins, and Fitzgerald are also all questionable and have been missing practice with with injuries i This is a potentially ugly must win game for two teams. Uh, you know, that are missing a lot of critical players. You know, the Rams went from having three running backs that they used interchangeably to, uh, God, keep Malcolm Brown healthy, you know, and upright. It's going to be interesting. I, I still somehow think the Rams, with a who have a better defense, are going to find a way to win at home and lock up their playoff spot.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Arizona. I'm just going to lean on Kyler Murray finding a way to win. Just him and, and him and Cliff Kingsbury. I think they're coming in with the slightly better team, just due to them being slightly more healthy. And I think that they're going to find a way to win this game.
3: I've got Arizona as well. This is where I pass Matt.
2: The 11 and 4 New Orleans Saints at the 5 and 10 Panthers. Uh, Smith went on IR. Murray is questionable. Are we expecting another massive game from Alvin Kamara?
1: Yes. Who the hell else do they have? I mean, one plus Carolina, not exactly world beaters against running game.
3: So it's, yeah. uh, Obviously, or maybe not, but I, I expect there to be some regression in the touchdown department, um, probably to five, maybe,
1: maybe four, maybe <laughs> four. I think,
3: maybe. No, I, you know, it, it, I think we have to be realistic. A big day is 25 points, not 50, 54, 59, depending on your scoring. So, you know, that was a, a day for the ages is what that was. You know, we, we get we get games like that every few years. Um, so will he have a big day? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think he'll probably rush for 60 or 70 yards. He'll probably catch eight or nine passes and be good for two or three touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I mean, he won a lot of people
1: their championships. So, so you know, before this season, I was uh, – guessing you know i said i thought he had potential to be thousand thousand he's not going to make it there uh as receiver because he has 83 for 756 right now but he's got 932 uh rushing yards so that only puts him 68 rushing yards away from a thousand i think he's going to make a push and we'll get there uh for that and i wouldn't be surprised you know to see him get six or seven uh, receptions too, just you know, they're thin in receiver. I think he's had an, an amazing season, and from a fantasy perspective, he's been one of the few like first round top picks who's been on the field and been solidly productive. He and Devonte Adams are probably the two most solid of those first round picks this year.
3: Yeah. So who was it? It was it was uh, CMC, Barkley, Zeke. Cook's been pretty good too. Cam, Cook, yeah, Cam
1: called Cook. Uh, but yep. the, you know the Michael Thomas obviously was the first receiver off of a lot of people's board, and yeah, that's that's been somewhat of a struggle. If you took a quarterback in the first round, that's been a struggle. If you went up and took Kelsey, that worked out for you because he may and he was tracking to have a potential to end up as the league's leading receiver, but. Just, you know, some of these guys have have been amazing and amazingly solid. That was one of the reasons I said in the middle of the season I felt like Kamara should be in the the discussion for MVP because he was carrying, helping carry the Saints, and he's continued to help carry the Saints. Breeze has not looked exceptional all year. Thomas hasn't even been there. Um, But he's been pretty rock steady as long as Breeze has been in there. I'm sad to
2: say that uh I'm sad to see that he got eighty three catches. He, he's been on eighty one well, for he that
1: 81. I was hoping he'd stay right like, at eighty one Jason Hill tried to keep him there. <laughs> that
2: he did. <laughs> uh I'm taking the the Saints in this one. What about you guys? Yeah, I'm taking the Saints.
3: Saints for me as well.
2: The 11-4 Seahawks at the 6-9 49ers. Uh, Olsen, Hyde, and Carson are all questionable. Uh, can Seattle, Seattle can still get the top seed with a win. You've got Ayuk injured, uh, really going to be Jeff Wilson and George Kittle trying to carry the San Francisco team. How do you guys see this game going for the, the Seahawks and 49ers? Uh,
3: I think – I feel like it's going to be a, a, a Rashad Penny breakout game.
2: Hey, way to stay on brand way to stay he's, on brand he's
3: back you know <laughs> he's back Hyde's banged up Carson's been banged up Russ has been struggling who better to bring him out of that funk than Richard Penny no I, I feel like you know Lockett I think is questionable as well and uh, for me I, 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 I think it's going to be a uh, DK Metcalf you know Will, will, uh, not Wilson, uh, Disley and Hollister. Uh, you just never know which one of them it's going to be. So that's fine. It, it's going to be what it is. Uh, they want to run the ball, they want to, they want to shorten the game. And then when they get an opportunity, take a shot. Uh, Russ isn't cooking, Russ isn't microwaving, Russ is crock that as of late. So,
1: See using the crock pot from This Is Us, the one that caught yeah. fire. Yeah. Um I I don't think this is gonna be a super high scoring game. San Francisco has played with a lot of heart and a lot of pride, even if they, you know, record wise don't have the chance to go anywhere uh in the postseason. We saw that last week with how they played uh, against Arizona. And I think they're going to play solid again this week. I think Seattle will find a way to win, but I'm expecting kind of a tight 2017-24-20 kind of game.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't expect it to be high scoring, but I, I think Russell Wilson does enough to pull off the win here for the Seahawks. I, I don't think they get that number one seed because I still think the Packers win, but I, I do think that they uh, they end up getting the win here and capping off their uh, regular season with a win. Who are you guys picking
1: Seattle for me. Seattle for me too.
2: All right, then the Sunday night football game, you got the 6 and 9 Washington football team at the 410 and 1 Philadelphia Eagles. McLaurin doubtful, Gibson questionable, Smith questionable, but he is practicing. Washington as a win and get in. That's all they have to do is win. It doesn't matter what, what Dallas and New York does. And then you've got Jackson and Goddard questionable for the Eagles. Uh, Hertz has uh, obviously been phenomenal up until last week. Can Hertz get it done in the final and help the Cowboys or Giants get into the playoffs? No, he can't. Yeah,
3: I'm with you. Chase Young is, you know. With Washington, it was interesting to watch some of the Chase Young Tyler Heineke interaction. Uh I don't know if Chase was like, Oh, this dude needs to be pumped up, or I don't know if Chase was like, Man, it's about fucking time they took Dwayne out of the lineup. But Chase was Chase seemed all in on uh Tyler Tyler Heineke and or Taylor Heineke. And so whether it's Smith or whether it's Heineke. Uh, preferably at Smith, but uh, I like the defense to be able to control Philadelphia. Uh, I think they've got the defensive line to put w- with enough speed on the defensive line to put some pressure on Hertz yes. and contain Hertz well enough. You know, Hertz has played beyond my expectations. Um, uh, admittedly, my expectations were very low. Uh, He's ran like I thought he could, but he hasn't. He's thrown the ball much better than I expected, um, much better than I saw him throw it in college to wide open players. So uh, I, I like Washington in, in this game, uh, regardless of the quarterback, and I think that it's going to be on the back uh, of Chase Young in that defense.
1: Yeah, I mean the defense has been solid. Um that was what helped, you know, Washington actually upset Philadelphia on opening day. That was one of the ways this season started. They certainly could do it again. I I think Philadelphia gets the win.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Washington. Mentioned it earlier. I think uh, I I've, I've wanted to see Alex Smith kind of Get that one last hurrah there in the playoffs. I think Washington has the better team. I think that defensive line is going to be able to cause issues for Jalen Hurts. I think that Washington finds a way to pull it out. They've just looked like a different team team with Alex Smith uh, at their quarterback. Sucks, and I have him a corns. I, obviously I don't think he's going to play with him being doubtful. Uh, but I think they figure out a way to get it done.
1: Yeah, it looks like today they changed the status from doubtful to questionable, even though he's still not practicing.
2: Hopefully, will be good news. Get him out there. All right. Before we get out of here, uh, there's a couple things that uh, we need to discuss. I'll let uh, I don't know who put that on there. Was that Dennis or Matt? I'll let you take no, it from here to, okay, to congratulate everybody.
3: Yeah, Daniel Brown, uh, D. Brown, FF88 uh, is our Dynasty League listener league champion. Knights of the Roundtable. Uh, he was. I think he was in our redraft league last year as well. Yeah,
2: it, he lost in the championship, I believe, last yeah, year. Yeah he
3: he he brought it home pretty big in in the dynasty league. He 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 was a pretty had a pretty dominant team um, and won the championship.
1: Yeah, and in our uh, redraft league, uh, Jacob Thronberry won. Um, you know, our colleague at the Driving Podcast Network, he beat Jonathan Weber in the uh, in the finale. So, a uh, good job to him. And then um, I know in our our first Debbie league, the one that I'm in with you, uh, no show, um, won. he actually finished the regular season six and seven, went all the way, uh, to win the title. So I thought that was pretty great. Uh, and then I went and looked, uh, you know, we did that eliminator challenge where people get eliminated every week. And it looked like Corey Jeffries ended up, uh, being the, the last team standing there. I know I was the last one left of the four of us, um, but I got knocked out in like week 11 or 12. Uh, so great job to, to everybody who was in there. I just thought it would be nice to do a, a few shout-outs to those who won the competitions we put out there. Yeah. You know, what I learned about
3: myself this year is that when it comes to best ball slash eliminator challenges, I am awful. <laughs> I learned I'm
1: off play everything. So. <laughs> I, I, got, the, I got not much going for me. <laughs> I think the only reason I hung in there in Eliminator for so long is because I, I went off the board and took Herbert.
2: Uh, Matt, you want to mention the, the playoff challenge?
1: Yeah, so for those of you that want to you know, keep playing, keep going in fantasy, we're going to do a uh, playoff challenge. If you've never done one of these before basically you end up taking one player from each of the 14 playoff teams to slot into a set of positions we're going to have two quarterbacks four running backs four receivers two tight ends a defensive slot and a kicker slot so you you put in those um basically it's a cumulative scoring uh, competition so it'll last the four weeks of the playoffs from the wild card round through the super bowl everybody has the same number of uh Players Playing every week because you take one from each team and so everybody has the same amount that'll get eliminated. We're going to post a link to a kind of survey form that'll ask you to go in there and plug in your team uh, choices. The cutoff is going to be uh, 5 p.m. next Friday, which I believe is January 7th um, and to get everything in because obviously you're going to want to wait and see who finishes making the playoffs and what the final seeding is a lot of strategy there. Uh, you, you have to, you know, basically you want to try to get your high scoring players all the way through. So you, I usually start when I'm doing these by doing my playoff picks and who I think the teams are that are going to last the longest and then kind of go, go there. So a little bit of strategy in there, no negative points. The scoring is going to be universal six point touchdowns, PPR one point per 25 passing yards, one point per 10 yards, rushing, receiving, uh, Defense will score by one point for sacks, two points for turnovers, six points for touchdowns, and then standard kicker scoring three points for zero to 39 yard field goals, four for 40 to 49, and five for 50 plus yard field goals.
2: All right. So if you guys want to do that, you can, uh, Matt, are you going to drop it on the show accounts or
1: on uh, your yeah, account? Prob- probably both.
2: Okay, and then me and Dennis will obviously retweet it out. You can reach out to any of us to get into that. We'll I I will definitely make sure whomever wins uh, gets something. If you guys want to join with us, it was a lot of fun last year. I remember who won it last year because we did it just between us last year, right? Was it me?
1: Yeah, I think you did win. Um, And I we we talked about whoever uh, whoever is the winning team will also get an automatic bid to our 2021 redraft league yes yeah. even
2: a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while man yeah that's what i'm saying last year was my year I've, I've learned from this year as you said you weren't good at best ball. i'm not good at any form of fantasy i learned this year i'm horrible at it all it's not been my year whatsoever so
1: hey, it's uh, a little bit of fun helps keep you kind of Locked in on the playoffs. Uh,
2: yeah, since I won't have any teams in there or anybody to root for, it'll be a lot of fun to root for the players because you know Browns no. are not. Making
1: it. Dennis and I know that we won't have our teams in there. You and Tony still have a chance. Keep hope alive.
2: Yeah, keep hope alive has not been my slogan for 2020. It's been let's get to 2021.
1: Well, 2020 is new over.
2: year, new me. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm rooting for right now. New year, new new Browns. I don't know, guys, would be horrible. Um, right. anyways. Uh, thank you, everybody who's uh, been listening all year, interacting with us. This is our first year going to video on everything. It's been a lot of fun on some of these Fridays and other shows. Where we've had a lot of comments jumping in there. It's been fun. Hoping to continue to grow. We've got uh, some things in the works coming for next year. We'll be really excited to start talking about Excited for off-season content. We'll be moving to two shows a week uh, in the off-season. Are we doing mon- I'm gonna, we're just going to discuss this live. Mondays, Thursdays, is that what we're doing? Sounds
3: good. Yep
2: okay cool so we'll start that actually next week so we'll be going a little bit later every week as well uh because Dennis has to live in eastern time and he's got to you know make make it harder for us to start but we'll start later recapping games we'll preview playoff stuff talk all kinds of dynasty content where a lot of the the fun comes for us and talking about where we see players and different uh, teams and everything so everybody if you're into college football enjoy the playoff games and the other games going on Friday Saturday and then I' oh, yeah, you your
1: pick for the uh, semifinal games. Tomorrow's the semifinal games.
2: Slims in 41 to 13. That's my, that's my, no, I think, I uh, think, yes, why do you think I so. think against Ohio State? I'm, but I, you know, I feel about as good as Ohio State winning as I do the Browns winning this weekend. So that's just kind of my attitude going in. It's not a, don't you
3: put that on me, Ricky Bobby.
2: <laughs> be, no, I, I picked on the Debbie debate show last night that I think the, the Buckeyes win it last last drive of the game. They drive down the field and score, and that they beat Clemson. It's going to be a good game. I really do. It's going to be better than the Alabama-Notre Dame game. I'll say that. But
1: I, Notre Dame's going to roll? No. No. All oh, right. I'm out.
2: Everybody drink have drive a good room. weekend. do stay, uh, stay safe tonight. Prepare for glory. I don't
0: know if you got your popcorn. I came out the whole line already. It is in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me, die late. Oh, they tackle him in the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.